Is that better? Is that better, Dan? Sure. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode 39 of the pre-production meeting. I'm your co-host, Josh Urquhart. And I'm the other one, Daniel Cagola. And we are back for another week of entertainment for your listening and viewing pleasure. Dan, how are you this week, my friend? I'm great. How are you, Josh? I am also great. It has been a busy week with lots to talk about, and we've seen a few movies that we can talk about together. Yes, finally, and we haven't seen it separately. We saw it a similar time time period, but um, yeah, you keep yourself busy, my friend. I am. I am. I am. Yeah. I am. What have you been doing? I've been writing a lot, actually. I've made nice. very good progress on my script, which I'll talk about <coughs> later on. Yeah. So it's, yep. yep. it's been a good week for me in terms of creative output. <laughs> Um, good man. Got, I've got a little bit of work with Warner Brothers this week as well. So nice. that's always good. Always You're good working on June too, aren't you? Oh, I'm not supposed to say, but yeah. Oh, <laughs> bloody hell. How is Timothy Chalamet? I've always wondered. Uh, smaller no. in person. Fair enough. Zendaya? Taller in person. Taller in person. Yeah. Denis Veneer. <coughs> Average height in person. Average height. Yeah. Um, what are... Who's the guy that plays... Um, oh, you know Austin Butler's in the new June? Yeah. Did you get I'm a chance to talk excited. to him as well? No, I didn't. Why? What was he doing? Uh, being good at acting and all that. Yeah, no, fair enough, mate. Fair enough. What else are you doing? You you were doing some paid work this morning? Yeah, yeah, just some videography <coughs> work. Nothing too crazy. How do they get in contact with you? Do you have like a... Do it's they all word of mouth, like people that I've shot with before and stuff like that. Nice. So, is yeah. it like people that have made short films or is it just like... Sometimes, people, sometimes clients. it's corporate work. This was corporate work. Really? Yeah. Like what what, what what do you prefer, corporate work or like set Corporate work, work usually like pays better. Mm. Do you um, get to be creative from corporate work? Well, not really. That's the downside of it. Yeah. But, you know, obviously the dream is to get to a point where you're doing the creative work you want mm. and getting paid well for it. But I think you always have to spin things around. Like if you want a career in the industry, you've got to work in different things. Like, you know, do ads here. Mm. Um, Definitely ads are the way to go. Yeah, that's, they make the most money. That's so. my next step, I yeah. think. After. Yeah, it's not a bad path. Yeah. And also the other good thing about ads is that you meet a lot of the crew members that are working Correct. on the films. Yeah. So it's a good segue into it. I remember when I was, I had a meeting, I think I might've already said this on the podcast, I can't remember, but I had a meeting with um, some editor that's in the industry and he was telling me about all these famous directors and everything that started off in ads and he's like if you want to if you know other than the way to get in through festivals and stuff you know you got ads which are where everybody starts so that's my plan um end of next year or early the year after yeah is to you know there's heaps of companies are what was that there's heaps of companies around the shop um production companies that do ads and i think that's what fetty's doing yeah at the moment and but yeah i think he's got an internship but that's definitely where i want to head is that something that you would be interested in yeah absolutely yeah i think it's a good uh avenue to go in australia yeah do you see any routes uh to take from the warner brothers kind of jobs that you're doing like any opportunities through that yeah um i'm hoping to get on a show soon at some point a reality yeah they just do a lot of reality shows and stuff like that so you know working as a runner or pa on that Hopefully I can transition over to films at some point as a mm. runner. It is a little bit of a different skill set, but still somewhat in the same ballpark. I think. It's a whole new world. I was speaking yeah. to Kieran who um, was, everybody knows Kieran Arthur, the magnificent sound uh, recordist. Like he was telling me about his experience on reality TV and how it, it's so different. So um, what's the word? I can't think of the word, but he said it's so, 
Um, it, it's intense because they do long hours. You got to capture absolutely everything. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's definitely you would you would get amazing experience on that. Yeah, but, um, of course. Yeah. When is that tomorrow? Yeah, and the day after, I'm doing a half day as well. Are you still clearing out the the junk? Is it, wasn't that? What you yeah, were like like tomorrow is just basically for a whole day. I'm unloading a truck, mm. so just props and things like that that they used on the bachelor. The bachelor. Yeah. You're gonna steal a rose? Maybe. Yeah. If they have some for me. Damn. <laughs> you said that's so central. I want a rose from <laughs> yeah? you. I'll get you. Can, one. can you give me your best? Like Josh, will you accept this rose? All right. Yeah. Come on. Don't don't get all right, all right. All right. Josh, will you yeah. accept this rose? Off. No way. Oh, okay. I'm going home. Um, anyways, let's get into the first segment because we tend to just go overboard and just ramble on. But I feel like we have a lot to talk about this week yeah, in terms of it. films. And I feel like we've seen the same amount of films. So how would you like to structure this? Do you want to talk about what we've seen individually and then come together what we've seen like yeah the but then like the first film we saw together right yeah so why don't we just talk about that collectively indiana jones yeah okay um yes or do you want to do did you see but before we get into that did you see anything else this week that's what i'm saying yeah but did, i saw talk to me but you saw that as well exactly yeah uh, other than those two did you see anything catching else? catching up on the mission impossible movies yeah what are you up to um i'm up to four now so i only watched four. three this week i think was that rogue nation Four is Rogue Nation. Yeah. Wait, no, no. Five is Rogue Nation. Four is Ghost Protocol. You liked three, you said. Yeah, that's yeah. the one I watched this week. Yeah? yeah. What did you rate it? Uh, three out of five. Okay. I don't think they're the best movies. Like, I've actually seen number five. I watched it ages ago on a plane. I didn't realize I'd seen it. Which is fucking... Rogue Nation. Oh, I thought four was Rogue Nation. No. No, that's five. That's Ghost sorry. Protocol. Bro- Ghost I just, Protocol. I just said that. Sorry, my bad. Yep. Um, yeah, like one... One to three, like they're right. The action yeah. movies. I I feel like the first two get a little bit confusing, and then they try to simplify that with three. Yeah, like you can definitely tell that three is a different. Well, they they're all different directors, I think, until yeah. what, the last few that have been the same. Yeah, but Christopher McQuarrie, I think he yeah. did Fallout, and he's doing the two Dead Reckonings. Yeah, I think he did five as well. I think yeah. he did five, six, seven. Okay. Um, and you're liking the adventures in the Mission Impossible world. Yeah, yeah. Um. Yeah, so the, the first two are, like, a little bit confusing at times. I yeah, found. I find that, yeah. Yeah, um, and I just, I found it interesting, like, I was talking to you guys about this on the chat, but, like, well, obviously, you have the main, like, obvious differences, like, the cinematography and stuff. But yep. then you have things, like, the actual dialogue feels quite different, and, like... Right. If you think about the, the MacGuffin <coughs> in number two, it's, like, that virus thing, right? Mm. And they go into so much detail about what it is and what the ramifications are if it gets out and stuff. So that you sort of understand, mm. like you know, they do a lot of that in um Dead Reckoning. You ever seen Dead Reckoning? No, yeah, they do a lot of that. In that okay, well. it's yeah. a lot of exposition. Yeah, whereas like number three, they're just like, oh yeah, there's this thing called the rabbit's foot. Yeah, and you don't find out throughout the whole movie what the purpose of it is. You just yeah. know that it's a weapon like of some kind. I do, I do kind of like that. And at the end, it's like, oh. They're about to reveal, like, Tom Cruise is like, what is the rabbit's foot? And mm. then the other guy's like, oh, you know, um, if if you decide to stay with IMF, mm. we'll, we'll tell you what it is. So it's like, as an audience member, like, you're never going to find out. Yeah. It's basically, like, oh, that's like interesting. That. Ambiguous ending. Change up, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I found it interesting that they <coughs> just changed the love interest for no reason. <laughs> yeah, they tend to do that. Yeah. Each Does time. that happen throughout the series? As well? Okay, right, interesting. And there's no explanation as to where they went? No. Okay. They... Yeah, no. Oh, 
uh, actually, I won't spoil it for you. There might be some that come back from okay, like early movies. Yeah, okay, that makes sense. There's, there's, uh, I don't know if you've met her yet. I think you might have met her in. I don't know. There's, there's one proper okay. one, but there's yeah, yeah. a story behind it. Okay, I which see. I won't spoil for it. Yeah. Um. No, that's good. Any other comments on the Mission Impossible? Not really. Like they're just all good action movies, but not great. I don't think I'm. I'm excited to watch Fallout because you I haven't seen it. Good. No, not yet. Oh, dude, it's yeah. one of the best action films ever made. That's actually yeah. uh, it's high on my list. I'm pretty sure mm. uh, number twelve. Oh, that's very high. Yeah, very okay. high. That was. Wait, have you seen the raid? Uh, I watched like ten minutes of it. Austin, <sighs> yeah, I know. Austin told me about, and then like I watched ten minutes, then I had to go somewhere, and then couldn't do it again. But that's definitely on the list. That's one of the best. All those, um, yeah. in the Indonesian ones are pretty incredible. Good. Yeah, but they're, are they all by the same director? No, they're not. Um, there's I the raid, the night comes for us, um, which Austin loves. Yeah, um, I don't think so. But there's there's the raid and the raid two. Yeah, I cool. Think they might be the same director. Okay, cool. Fair yeah. enough. Anything yeah. else, my friend? Um, nah, not too much else to say about Mission Impossible. Fair enough. Well, let us know when you say Fallout because I'll yeah, be keen to hear your thoughts about it. Um, well, my singular thing that I've seen this week is um, I watched The Notebook for the first time. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and um, it was all right. I haven't watched that in full either. I've seen bits of it. <sighs> I, <coughs> I, I, it was good. I, I tell you what I don't understand, and they do this in a lot of movies. Mm. It's like, and you know, I think back and they did this in the office as well, but I hate, and it was going very well. And Sarah knows this about me as well, uh, is I hate in movies when a, a love story starts with cheating. Yeah. Like, I fucking hate crazy, really, stupid they love. They really justify cheating in American movies, don't they? Dude. And hold on, wait. Is it is it called Crazy, Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling? Yeah. So, I love, like, the performances and stuff like that. But I hate... They justify it. That's, yeah. what, that's exactly yeah. what I was fucking saying. And they justify it, like... Especially, like, in the earlier days, it's like they romanticise yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And even in The Office, which starts off... I mean, that is a bit different because no no it's not a bit different there's like i was gonna say it's a bit different because the dude is like really like bad to her and whatever but in this one like in the notebook the guy's yeah the nicest guy ever yeah (laughs) and and she still does and it's like that and then all of it she just gets away with it you know what i mean and that they don't show the ramifications on him or no relationship he's just like you gotta break up with her or you don't like yeah. It's just a fucking... Do you think that that would translate to the real world and would lead more people to cheat when they see movies like exactly that? That's exactly what I thought. Yeah. I'm like, why fucking romanticize it? Yeah. And I think that's like, you get the whole... The whole American LA, especially LA culture, is all about that yeah. stuff. Um, and it was funny because I went to... What's it called? Queensland earlier on this year. And we met this guy from France... And um, we, we hung with him for a couple of days and um, he was telling us about how in France it's like just culture to cheat and everybody does it. Really? Just everybody does it. <laughs> so I understand for like like French cinema or whatever. He's like, that's why you see in French cinema there's like a lot of cheating or whatever. I, right. I, I just find it fucking, it's just so shit to watch. Yeah. Especially if you're, you can't really take a love story seriously if there's any bit of cheating in it. Yeah. You know it's like I mean? that that goes for a lot of movies that are made in certain countries like you yeah. know in war movies americans always made to look like the heroes or but even like i think i talked about this on when i talked about seeing crazy stupid love maybe i didn't but 
the whole movie is about that she cheats on Steve Carell's character mm. and he spends the whole movie trying to move on but then realises he's no good without her so he has to try and win her back when she's the one that cheated. Mm. That that movie infuriates me, yeah, bro. that's true. Like yeah. they, they, they literally that's did like- That's a horrible two, I know, right? <laughs> and I worked for two and a- There was like two thirds of the movie, him moving on. All of a sudden, it's like he's trying to win her back. Fuck me, that movie. And then it's the same with The Notebook. And like, I was really enjoying it and whatever. And like, it's this cult classic, like everybody loves it um, yeah. kind of thing. And I just, when that happened, I just couldn't couldn't get with it. Yeah, Couldn't get with it. It was all right, like up until then. And Ryan Gosling as a infant, basically, like <laughs> he's, he's, he's still got his acting chops. He, I feel like he... He, he he has range, but he doesn't have range. He's always playing like a little bit of the same character, like the mean, very yeah. like you know dry humor kind of yeah. thing. But he does it so well yeah. that you just you know it is what it is from yeah, it. Definitely. Um, but he looks so young, and his face is so long. Yeah. Like his face is literally like like that, <laughs> and I'm like, who is this guy? I didn't even look at him at points. Let me try and find a photo of him, Gosling, the Notebook, and then they put a beard on him, which made him look a bit better. But he had such a long face. Did um, his face contract over time? I, I think so, mate. Um, I'm trying to find... A, I don't know if I can, but Ryan Gosling, the long face. He was... See, he's like something like... you're talking about. Something like that. <laughs> yeah. Like, he just had a long face, man. Yeah, right. Anyways, that's not going to put it down. I think I gave that a three and a half. Yeah. Um, I actually saw it on your letterbox. Yeah. And um, Sarah was there um, next to me watching it. and um, Did she like it? Yeah, it's one of her um, one of her favorite movies. Okay. Uh, I, I tend to find that it's like I don't, I don't know. She said it's been her favorite movie since she was a kid. So okay. I think before so she's you she's got gra- that nostalgia. Yeah, exactly. Before you grasp the understanding of <laughs> yeah. plot and yeah. cheating, and you can appreciate it as a kid, like innocent to the world. Like yeah, fair enough. Um, but yeah, that's what I had seen, and then yes, and then we watched. We both watched Indiana Jones yes. together and then we watched Talk to Me as yeah, well a couple yeah. of days later. So we watched Indiana Jones directly after the podcast last, last, last week's week. Yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What do you think? Um, what are your thoughts? <laughs> I was a little bit uninterested during it. I was yep. more interested in talking to you. Yeah, bro, that <laughs> was, it was, well, I fucking love fair. Indy was falling asleep half yeah. the time, but fair enough. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Indy kept talking. I was like, stop. Yeah, that's true. And she 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 did the cardinal sin of leaving an yeah. hour and she half took snacks before as the well. took our snacks just like hey, terrible this is for, person this is to for go putting me down the last podcast you were in yeah, ter- terrible movie what? attendee whoa whoa profanity profanity um anyways uh yeah so it was pretty uninteresting for. The whole movie? Yeah. How bad did the de-aging look? Oh, dude, it really put me <laughs> out of it. And, like, I don't give a shit and, like, how much. Bro, sorry, no. It baffles me that this movie cost almost $400 million and Did it? And they do that. Why did they spend so much on it? I don't know. I don't know. And it's funny because you hear the writer strikes going on and yep. I've heard people make comparisons. It's like what the writers are asking for is how much Indiana Jones made to make. So all you got to do is sacrifice on those. Pay your fucking writers. It's not hard. Um, but like, how fucked? 400 mil and they put up that shit. Yeah. And not even for a minute, for a good 25 yeah, minutes yeah, at the start. Yeah. Takes you out of it, right? And they did things that you shouldn't really do to make the deep fake obvious. Mm. Like they, they 
put like a torch in his face and stuff. And it's like, you're just making it really <laughs> obvious. The eyes are like one out there, yeah. one out there. <laughs> yeah. And it's also like, um, you can tell, like at least put Harrison Ford's body. Oh yeah. It's just a whole new but he dude. Is old. I, I sort of understand that. Like, how's he going to run? It, look, a, it literally looks like a bobblehead. Yeah. <laughs> like his face is just on some other dude's head and he's running around. Yeah, it wasn't great. Jumping. Also, how did that villain survive when he got smacked on the Oh face? my God. <laughs> Don't, they never explained it. We'll Matt Mickelson's character. Yeah. Spo- it's not really a spoiler alert because he's in the trailer for the whole movie. Yeah. But at the very start, the train ride, the climax of that particular segment is that he gets, he's on the top of a train and he gets clotheslined by a passing like platform yeah. and falls off the train. Bruh, not even a scratch. Yeah, that was ridiculous. I think he had a very small scratch. I don't, Baz Bigelson is a fantastic actor. Yeah. He didn't look as bad as Harrison Ford, but he still looked pretty bad. Yeah. But yeah, I don't know, man. What, what are your thoughts on the rest of the movie? It was all right once I got into it. I actually like Phoebe Waller-Bridge in it. I thought she was really good. And I like that they didn't just try and like pass the torch to her. Like she was just another character that helped the plot move along. I thought, and I thought she had good chemistry with Harrison Ford. Mm. Um, I didn't mind the explanation of Shia LaBeouf being in the military and, and dead. Uh, oh fuck. Sorry. Spoiler. Yeah. Bleep that out. Um, <laughs> spoiler. <laughs> um, yeah. I didn't mind the explanation. Um, but it was just a little bit uninteresting, especially mm. in the first half or so. I was just uninterested in the yeah. action. hundred percent, mate. I just, as I think you hit the nail on the head when you said, you need to have a good start. Yeah. And they didn't have a good start. No way. It was just straight into the action and it was just a bit of mindless action. That's the, I was looking for the right words to use. Yeah. Mindless action that doesn't do anything. Yeah. Like for the, doesn't really, didn't really do anything for the plot really instead of introduce the characters. Yeah. It didn't do anything. And they didn't. Nothing we hadn't seen before from Indiana Jones. That's it. There's no stakes because we know he's going to be fine. It didn't feel like an Indiana Jones. It felt like a Hollywood yeah. A fired version yeah. of Indiana Jones. Which, yeah. when we get to talk to me, a sequel's just been announced and I really hope they don't Hollywoodify that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah. But that's different because they've they set up a lot in the first movie. They that did. they can they expand did. upon in the second. That's true. Um but Indiana Jones you, you mentioned Phoebe Waller Bridge. I didn't yeah. really like her. Really? How I come? felt like she was trying too hard. Mm. And uh, with an actress like Phoebe Waller Bridge, you have to let her do her thing mm. like in Fleabag where mm. she like absolutely nails it because I feel like they gave her a lot of space to move around. There's actors like that, that, that really thrive with um, Im- improvisation, improvisation, whatever you say. Mm. Um, and I feel like she's one of them and she felt, it felt, you could tell she was f- just sticking to the script. Like, yeah. And sometimes that works for like Harrison Ford. Like, fantastic. Like, Perfect actor, but I feel like the type of actress, the actress she is, it just didn't work. That's fair. That's actually a good observation. Yeah. And then who else can we... Mads Mikkelsen, he was all right. Yeah. What about the kid? Who was the kid? Short round 2.0. I completely <laughs> forgot he was in <laughs> yeah. there. And all of a sudden, this 12-year-old can fly a plane. Yeah. <laughs> Which, can I tell you... Mary Sue. They, you're supposed to like lead up to that kind of thing. Yeah. Mate, they had one, and it's a blink and you miss it moment. It's yeah. when they're at a dinner earlier on uh, in the movie, yeah. and he's going pew, 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 with his fork and knife, pretending to like fly a plane. And right. somebody makes a comment like, "Oh, you want to be a pilot?" He's like, "Yeah." yeah. And that's all they do to set up. So he automatically otherwise knows how to fly a plane just because yeah. he wants to be a pilot. Yeah. See, if you want it, you can achieve it. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let that be a word of advice. Oh my sense. gosh. But yeah, it was a bit of a trainer. I was, uh, I yeah. don't know. I was hoping that I'd bring it home after, um, what was the last one? The one before that? Crystal Skull. Crystal Skull. Although the ending, mm. it, it actually got better. It as did get better. As Indy left the as cinema, soon, yeah. it got better. I, th- I think that's why it got better. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it didn't. I just thought it was better because I was just enjoying sitting yeah. in that seat, you know, not having someone talk my ear off. <laughs> Anyways, um, but no, I I don't know why it got better. I think Feel the like plot just, just kicked up. Yeah, they upped the ante in a way stakes. that was interesting and unexpected, mm. I think. Still abysmal fucking CGI, but yeah. for, uh, we won't spoil what exactly happens, but like with the thing that they're doing, yeah, I mean, you can't not CGI. I just thought it was appropriate for the franchise to end in that way. Like it yeah. was an epic sort of third act, I think. It was. Like it was appropriate. And I like the the very end as well. When yes. The characters come together. Yeah. So, yeah. Fantastic. And uh, like you said, they didn't just pass the torch to Phoebe Waller-Bridge, yeah. which I feel like would have been a cop-out and a money, yeah, no, money they, grab. They ended it with Harrison as Indiana, Indiana Jones. And that was it. I, I feel like I hope they don't make another one now because it's. I hope they that was a good well. conclusion. I think. But then again, we didn't think we we're going to get another Harry Potter. Well, at least not the exact same story as the movies. But yeah. hey, we're getting a TV show soon, so there yeah, you we'll go. We'll see how that turns out. Um, um, there was something else I wanted what to did, say. What about did you it. rate Indiana Jones? I gave it a three out of five. Okay. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think I oh. gave it either two and a half or three. I remember what I was going to say. I was a bit disappointed because James Mangold usually yeah. hits it out of the park. Yeah, me too. Like Logan and it just felt very, yeah, it felt very studio. Yeah. And that's why I said to you, like, do you reckon the studio interference? 100%. I think so. I reckon there was so many script changes. Just make it like, don't take any risks. I think so too. And it's just fucking shit. Yeah. The next thing James Mangold signed on to do is Swamp Thing. Do you know the character Swamp Thing in DC? He's doing a standalone Swamp Thing thing. Swamp Thing thing? Yeah, Swamp Thing thing. Yeah. In James Gunn's universe, I'm pretty sure. But And you got James Gunn at the helm of that, so he's going to give you know directors first okay. in, instead of studios. Can I touch upon something quickly? Go for what, it. Did you hear about Gal Gadot staying on as Wonder Woman? Yeah, I don't think it's true. Oh, really? Because I think ja- James Gunn or somebody come out and said, well, no, we didn't have that conversation. And okay. I, I was listening to a podcast that was talking about it and they think that she misunderstood and is just trying to put stuff out into the universe to get her back <laughs> as Gal Gadot, uh, as Wonder Woman. But there was apparently, and I, I've I've heard this from when Dwayne left um, Black Adam and when Henry Cavill left Superman, yeah. that on the exit interview with James Gunn, James Gunn told them, hey, we want you back We for later on if we do like a multiverse, right. multiverse crossover. And that's what they think that Gal Gadot misunderstood. Okay, yeah, Because, yeah. hey, we want you back as Wonder Woman for a multiverse crossover yeah. that may or may not happen. I see, yeah. But I absolutely hate it if it's true. Um, I don't think she's a good actress whatsoever. Um, I saw a really good video on YouTube that I was going to send to you. Yeah? I'll go about Gal Gadot? No, no, about... Um, it was, it was um, supporting the idea of um, Matt Reeves' Batman, so Robert Pattinson. Mm. Um, being in the same universe as the new David Superman. Corrin Sweats. Yeah, yeah. And mm. it's like about a young Batman and a young Superman I like coming it. together. I, I really would love I that. Re- I don't, I, they just won't do it. But They won't do it. But like I watched the whole like 20 minute video Send breaking it. down why it would be good. And oh. I was like, 
this would have been amazing. I would love it. I'm going to goosebumps thinking about it. The thing they're doing, right, is they're starting with the brave and the bold. Yes. And Batman's already old and has a, another yeah. young Robin and stuff. Yep. And it's like, that's basically what they already did with Batman vs Superman, with Zack Snyder. They had an old seasoned yep. Batman and a young Superman, and they're just repeating that. I don't... We haven't seen a young Batman and a young Superman come together That's yet. true. That That's fantastic. That's yeah. a great idea. And I hope they do it. They won't, but I yeah. hope they do. It just would have been nice to see. I don't think they would do an old season Batman man like Ben Affleck I think they might do maybe like five to ten years younger than him and just have him as a young dad yeah um because that's what he is in most of the animated shows when Damien comes along yeah um but no I rate it I rate it a lot but they're they're still starting at a point where so much has already happened like Dick Grayson has already come and gone Jason Dodd Jason Todd's, Todd's already yeah, come and Dam- But we haven't seen Damien, and I think they're just trying to change it up a bit. Yeah, and I understand that, but it mm. feels like they might be jumping the shark a little bit. Maybe. Because they know. just want to f- get to the point where, like, the universe is already built. Yeah. But, like, we want to I see think- these characters grow together. <laughs> it's yeah. hard. It's I think hard. time will tell. Yeah. Time will tell. Um, but then, like, because there's going to be two Batmans at the same time. We're yeah, going to have Robert Pattinson, Batman, oh, and then whoever James Gunn casts. Yeah. Like, it's so much. Yeah. So much. We'll see. We'll see what happens. As long as Gal Gadot is not Wonder Woman, I cannot stand her really? after Wonder Woman. I don't think she's the best. Uh, Eighty four. She was all right in the first one. I think yeah. she's just, you know, because we're doing a segment later on about what things do we like as a kid and you know what movies we liked as a kid but don't hold up. She's an actress that I think I used to like, and just you you, you start to grasp an idea of what a good performance is. And yeah. She, she just ain't yeah it. yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm sure she makes a lot of money and good for her. Um, but I just don't think she's the best actress. Mm. We also saw something else this time, not together, but we saw it in a similar time frame. Yes, Dan, talk to me about talk to me. I will. That's use that on the last. I one. did. <laughs> um, I absolutely loved this movie. Good. So it's a horror movie. I didn't find it particularly. Did you scary. put a rating on Letterbox? Yeah, you did. Yeah, I, I, I gave it four out of five. Same. Um, the only reason I didn't give it higher is because it wasn't, I didn't find it super scary. Mm. And when I watch a horror movie, I want to be scared. But like, I felt like the story was so good that I didn't <coughs> even mind that it wasn't scary. 100%. Um, and that's just me that didn't find it scary. Like other people probably will. I didn't find it scary as well. And I'm a fucking scaredy cat. So. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I, it was somewhat like thematically disturbing, mm. I guess. Some of the visuals are quite like, ugh, but it didn't like make me or feel like, you know. But I think that's Sick. what horror films these days are, is they, they try too hard to be jump scares, and that's their version of horror. When we rarely get, I mean, other than like Ari Aster and stuff, yeah. thematical horror yeah, movies. Yeah, like psychologically disturbing right. films, which I'm, are my favourite. It's yeah. A24, brother. Like, You're when right, was the yeah. last jump scary horror A24 put out? Yeah, that's true. I, I mean, they have like, a few jump scares in... Hereditary, but they're just yeah. so well crafted. Yeah, it and like feel cheap. Midsummer, like yeah. it's more just disturbing. Yeah, and ever since watching it, I've been obsessed. I mean, I've always been obsessed with the Racker Boys, but yeah, yeah. Like I've watched podcasts, I'm, I'm podcasts with them. Yeah, they released one with Logan um, Paul this morning. I was watching that; it's really interesting. And so, yeah, so yeah, yeah. Did you hear they sacrificed one million dollars out of their budget to have Sophie Wilde in the lead role? Really? Oh, yeah, that was a very good choice because she was phenomenal, she fucking fantastic, she was so good, so good. And yeah. they, it wasn't more so that she costed one mil. It was the studio was like, "Hey, she's not a big name. She's not a big draw. Um, you either get a big name and keep a mil, or you." 
I like the studio takes a meal and they get Sophie Wilde and they chose Sophie Wilde. Good choice. Great Good choice. choice. Yeah. What, what 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 are your thoughts about the movie in general, other than the scare factor? Um, yeah, I was just I was gripped the whole yeah. time. Like I was in vet, like basically the opposite of Indiana Jones while sitting there. Like, yeah, when's this ending? Checking my checking the time or whatever. Yep. I try not to because I try not to look at my phone during movies. Yep. Um, but like when I was watching Talk to Me, I was just like hooked the whole time. Well, well paced and well. I think it's not like a three-hour movie. No, you know? no, it's it's the perfect length, perfect yeah. pacing. I think. Um, yeah, performances all round. I thought were incredible. Fantastic. T, who I really liked the the um, the New Zealand dude, who was um. Oh he, yeah, yeah, he yeah. owned the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was good. He was fantastic. Is he from the Rucker I, videos? Dude, I was thinking yeah. that exact same. Yeah. I swear, I've seen this guy in one of the <laughs> yeah, Rucker yeah. videos. Yeah, I don't know before. if it was him or, or someone else. Yeah. But, uh, um, the cast, fantastic, all yeah, all around. Oh, great! Um, it was so the funny. Other, I, I really liked the other girl as well. Oh, uh, um, oh, I forgot their name. Yeah, yeah, I can't remember. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, but I, w- I saw it in Hoyts, right? Yeah. Um, I don't usually go Hoyts, but I bought the ticket and I, um, I was with my mate and we we went in, and w- the cinema number was a bit weird. It was like. Cinema 12 screening room. Oh, mm. What the fuck is this? Anyways, we go into this, and it's not a cinema. It's a fucking living room with like <laughs> recliner chairs yeah. with a tiny like little um fucking screen. But it was nice. It was nice and intimate. It felt yeah. like you're in like a, literally a screening room. And that's yeah. what it is. It's just recliners and stuff. But you know, that's what I like about Hoyts. They all have recliners. The cinema we watched in and the audio was terrible. It was yeah. really echoey. I've heard about like, that. And on? that's what I, I heard on the podcast this morning. They're like, they're getting mad. The Racker Boys are pissed off yeah. because cinemas are playing it either very soft yeah. or there's echoes or yeah. something in it. But that's the cinema's fault. That's not. Yeah, for sure. It's not their fault. No, not um, their fault at all. So I might have to rewatch it at some point in a either a better cinema or like, on streaming with headphones I, on or something. Dude, I'm so proud. Like Oh dude, I know seeing these my boys, heart as well. Seeing yeah. these boys grow up and like being chucked out by YouTube, not the YouTube community, YouTube for yeah. you know. I I do I do wish we saw a bit more traditional racker stuff, but yeah. it wasn't the wasn't the time and place and yeah. they're gonna be doing that next with Street Fighter. Yeah. Um I, I left the cinema feeling genuinely inspired and I went so home did and, I. and worked in my horror script. Yeah, bro. I got, I got, yeah, of yeah. course, yeah. when you and your horror as well. Yeah. I I thought it was thematically amazing, well paced, great acting. Um, I, I just didn't give a five because it wasn't the best thing I've ever seen. Yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. It was just a good, but solid, solid yeah. movie. Um, what a, you know, feature debut yeah. from these boys and like just the shit that like they had to go through to make it like the losing a million dollars and they, you've got to watch some of these interviews. It's really interesting. They said that they had this day, it was their last day in the lounge room set and they had to get I heard 50 this. setups yeah, yeah. in two hours yeah. and they're like, fuck it. Let us can that AD's like, this is not possible. And he's like, um, the boys are like, let us control the room for the last two hours. And they yeah. said that was the most racker thing that they did. Yeah. Is it was, it was just, just nuts. chaotic. Right? The, the focus, they, they gave a massive yeah. shout out to the focus puller yeah. who, cause they just kept the camera rolling and went around the room and yeah. the focus puller had to like, Oh man, nuts! But yeah, uh, top fucking. What, like, what did you think of the cinematography? Oh, it wasn't the greatest. Very dark. Yeah, at the very start, I was like, "Ooh, like this looks 
Australian. Like it didn't Bro, have to be fucking a, so you know true. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, that yeah. first cam shot, I was like, oh, I don't know. Like this doesn't look super. It looks, like, it looks professional, but not Hollywood. Nah, it, and then as soon as yeah. the movie actually started, I was immersed. I in forgot it, it about fine. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just like the first Dude, opening. I had the fucking exact. Yeah. It's funny how you think the yeah. same as me, but I had the exact same feeling of like this. It feels indie. Yeah. Um. Oh man, yeah, but uh, this is fucking nuts. Uh, what else do I have to say about it? I go four out of five. Yeah. Um, I can't wait for the sequel. I, and just hearing the boys talk about how densely layered it is and yeah. inspired by like their fears of mental illness and stuff like yeah. that. Um, it was a great analogy for drugs, I think. Yes, yes, yeah. and getting high on the hand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. hundred percent, and really escapism. And, yeah, yeah. You know when people are. You know, um, well, even for people who go through psychosis and yeah. that aren't there or have trauma, yeah, right, trauma and, and it's all about um, feeling. It was all about connection, yeah, and you know, um, like the main character not feeling connected or wanting to feel connection to her mother, yeah, and the hand as an analogy or a metaphor yeah. as a vice, like yeah. drugs, alcohol, whatever it is. And um, I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. And we got a little bit of racker when the guy was slamming his head against the yeah. wall. That was a little bit of racker spark. Well, I love like the camera movements when they go back and the camera yeah. twist. F- fantastic. And they, they said that they set up this rig, you know, where it's like... Yeah, boom, they like boom, made boom, that, boom. right? Yeah, yeah. Ma- made I've it from scratch. i watched some of the interviews as well. So yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, fantastic. And I'm inspired. I can't wait to see what they do with the second. I just hope it doesn't get Hollywoodified. Yeah. What yeah, do you reckon? Crossed. Are you excited I w- about the I, w- I wouldn't mind a bit of a bigger budget because I reckon yeah. if they want to explore some of those ideas more, like maybe mm. explore that underworld, mm. um, they need a bit of a bigger budget. For sure. But not too much. It, it made me inspired as well because it's like if something like that, and I don't say this in a bad way, but if mm. something like that can get into Sundance and win and change the careers like they have, yeah. then, pff, mate, like we could do that. Yeah. Like That's why we it's so could, inspiring. Yeah. And it's like, it. don't get me wrong, fantastic film, so densely laid and yeah. thought out, but we could do something like that. Yeah. Like it just takes, you have to, and it comes back to the whole thing of the best films are the most personal. And, yeah. you know, from that, you tell the most personal stories and that shines through, man. Mm. And it's different from anything yeah. you're saying. Bro, we haven't seen something like Talk To Me before. Yeah. And they said that they had an opportunity to go with a big Hollywood studio, but they started giving edit notes and it became too Hollywood and they lost yeah. it. They were like, oh, we're scared of losing control. So they decided to do it Indian, film it in Adelaide or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Inspiring, man. But the other thing is, like, you said it's something we haven't seen before, but it's also not, like, this insane concept that, no. like, no one's ever dreamed. Exactly. Like, it's, like, it's just, like, a possession film. And it's exactly, like, yeah. You know, you don't have to reinvent the wheel to make a good movie. Exactly. You just, you just got to... add a little bit of your fresh own take on it. Sometimes simplicity is better, and I yeah. think that really stands, pardon me, tall for this. Yeah. It's simple. You know, it's 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 great. Yeah. Fantastic. All right. Well, I think that's a perfect segue. You said it inspired you yeah. um to to write some of your stuff. Yes. Um let's go into the progress and tell me about what you've been doing with your your short or feature. Yeah, so in this past week I managed to write about twenty pages. Fuck damn. Yeah. That's so nuts. I'm, I'm at about forty eight pages now. Nice. I'm actually at the point where so I've never finished a feature film script before. Mm-hmm. I've attempted this is my third proper attempt. Mm-hmm. And this is I think the furthest I've gotten mm-hmm. before. So like for other people it might not be a big achievement, but for me it's a big achievement. I mean yeah. I haven't I haven't surpassed that but yet. But it's fucking fantastic. It's good because I'm at that 
Like the last one I tried to write, I was at page 48 and I was like, I don't know where to go from here. Like I yeah. feel stuck. But now I'm at page 48 and I'm like, I know where to go. I know where right. I can take I'm it. I'm fucking so keen to read it, bro. Yeah. And then like the thing is I have that story and I'm going to finish it the way I'm picturing right now. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But I also thought of an alternative plot that could work just as okay. well. So I could either fuse them together or uh, on upon rewrite, just follow that second method, which I think would work just as well. Is it easier or harder than you thought it was going to be to write the feature? Because some people, like myself, I have a fear of writing. I've never written a feature before. Is it is it um, easier than I th- than I'm um, you know that I'm playing out it to be in my head? I think. Well, I think I was listening to the last podcast we did when I was yep. editing it, mm-hmm. and what you said about me is that I find it when I'm writing. Yes, like I find the story as yes. I'm writing it, and I think that's absolutely true. Like I, I need to be writing the story to actually figure yes, out how everybody the plot works goes. different. For yeah, sure, that's for just sure. my process, yep, and yep. like it's not the quickest process because no. it would probably be a lot quicker to plan it out so you don't have to go back. Yeah, and check, yeah, yeah, yeah. It. yeah. But for me, I just can't think that way. I just I get stuck. Yep, yep, when yep. I'm just looking at like like dot points for what's yep. supposed to happen in the script. I, feel I, that, yeah, I need to sure, see man. the characters like talking and how they interact. And then I'm like, oh, this character should move here and do that and then interact like that. Good, good. So good. that's sort of what I've been finding as I'm writing it. And that makes it more fun as well. It it's more spontaneous and just more enjoyable and I don't feel stuck. I feel like I'm making progress. So ha- Have you found yourself going back and changing things though? No, I'm like... Spitting it all out? Yeah, I'm oh, dedicated nice. to just keep it good. moving. Good. Um, and I think that's helping me. I think that's what I really needed trying, to do. Trying to find the applause. Okay, never mind. <laughs> Sorry, go on. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I think what I needed to just do was spit it all out into paper. Man. And I think Good that's man. the way that I've made progress. And I'm just, I'm really happy that I'm churning along. Fuck yeah. So my goal now is to have a first draft by the end of the month. Damn. Yeah. Can I be one of the first people to read it? Well, I don't, <laughs> the thing is like, I'll, I'll read through it once I'm finished okay. this first draft, okay. but yep. I don't like it, you're going to read it and it won't be an indication of what the final film will be. But like. I know that we're all yeah, filmmakers. It's, just, it's still like the character arcs are going to be very messy. Like okay. it's just going to be a very messy first draft. As all I, first drafts should be. I know, but particularly so. Okay. Like cool. someone like you who really outlines it, you know, yeah, bit yeah, by yeah. bit yep. before you start writing it, yep. Yep. your first draft is going to be like, pretty much there yeah or like okay. a oh, good feel, amount yeah. of the way there whereas yeah. my first draft is more messy but i need it to exist before i can refine it and think like what is this film actually about that makes me so happy for you dan seriously yeah. i'm proud of you bro Thank like you. I le- you're getting shit done and yeah. you're getting it on a plate and i think you, you're still gonna make the proof of concept from the well, big feature. one thing i'm kind of realizing now as i'm writing it is um, this film might actually have a higher budget or require a higher budget yep. than I originally anticipated. How so? Because like there's a lot of magical elements and stuff that probably require VFX and things, which can be quite expensive if I want them to look really good, which yeah. I do. Okay. And I want to infuse like practical things with that and stuff. <laughs> That's so, magic, bro. They're all about the practical. Yeah. So I'm considering actually like, once I have this draft, just putting it away for a little bit and maybe working on something that's even um, smaller, smaller budget. Either cool. that or I can take this idea and figure out a way to sort of make it lower budget. I think both are doable. I'll just sort of see how I go, I think. You can all... The proof of concept doesn't actually have to be part of the script that you're writing. Like you can do like a uh, like a character, like a short film that, that could act as like a prelude. 
to to the, the feature that yeah, you're but writing. it's still gonna represent what I'm writing okay, now, yes, right? Yeah. So it's like I if if this is like a bigger budget thing, which yep. it's looking like it will be, okay. I don't want that to be my first feature. Does that make sense? Sure, I want that to be like oh, I feel you, yeah, yeah, for sure. Have so, you got any ideas for then what are you gonna do next? Like if I do something smaller budget, well then that's what I'm saying. I, I might either adapt this to make it a little bit lower Some, budget, yeah. or I have. I know if, or I'll think of another idea myself, or I know a few other writers who are good at writing horror scripts. So I talk, I spoke to a friend of mine yesterday who she writes amazing horror scripts. She sent me a few shorts that are really <laughs> good. And I know she's great at writing features. Like she can pump out a feature in like a week. She's That's fantastic. Amazing. Yeah. Um, and because she's good at horror, I messaged her and I'm like, hey, do you have anything that I could have a look at? And she's like, yeah, sure. And she said she'll send me something today. So we'll see. But do you find yourself going down the route of like an, Ari Aster or something like a horror director. That is, oh, I think I. I feel like there's a lot of truth in horror. Yeah, I I, I like horror, and the more I've started to study it recently and become yeah. a bit obsessed with it, I nice. Think the more I start to love it, it was never really something I thought I would. I didn't think you were going to do it either. Yeah, yeah. but then as I like start to watch more, I'm like, there's some untapped potential here because sure. there's a lot of crappy horror movies that don't really take advantage of how rich the genre can be. Yeah. But then the really good ones are like, whoa, like, you know, your Ari Aster's yeah, and, for sure. and your, your Jordan Peele's. Your Raka Raka's. Yeah. Like they're the ones yeah. making the horror films where you're like, this has substance Reinvented. Yeah. Substance yeah. themes. The man, bro, it's, it's what's most important. And I've always loved movies that have bad endings, bad as in like unhappy endings. So do I. It just, it hits different. It does it? hit different. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And horror movies a lot of the time have endings like that. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. Oh, fantastic, Dan. That's yeah, so man. bloody good, mate. Yeah. Anything else that you've been working on this week or is that about it? No, not really. That's, That's good. Do, do you do the, how do you, how do you find yourself structuring like writing? Do you sit down for like a good couple of hours or do you do a little bit each day? Yeah. So what I've done right now is I've set myself the goal of writing 500 words a day. Nice. And cool. with, with that, um, limitation, I can, I'm hopefully able to finish a first draft by the end of the month. Mm. But what I find myself happening is I'll, I'll write the 500 words mm -hmm. and then I'm like, Oh, I can go a bit more. So I'll write a little bit more. Love it. And that's how you get into the flow of it. Fantastic. Yeah. Bro. It's a good feeling. It's a good feeling. Have you set yourself deadlines at all or no? Just, Except just the one about the end of the, the month. month. Yeah, okay. nothing beyond that really yet. Fantastic. But oh, And also I want to create a short film, like a horror short film by the end of the year. Like, like shoot it. Oh, shoot. Yeah. Not edit. No, just shoot it. Fantastic, brother. Yeah. Proud of you. You reckon that's doable? 100% that's doable. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, especially if it's horror because you yeah. don't, it's not massive. It depends how long. But August, how, what are we in August, September, yeah. October, November? Four months. Yeah, you get this done by the end of the year. August, September, October, November. Like if so we yeah, shoot it four, in December. Yeah, 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 yeah. I reckon you could. Mm. Four months to... <laughs> well, it's not going to be on the scale of Osmo, you know? No, no, I mean? no, no. That, that, that's what I'm trying to like. I'm trying yeah. to think. I yeah, For sure, it's doable, mate. Yeah. For sure. Because that's what we planned to do last time with whatever we're going to do for you anyway. Yeah. Four, four months. Yeah. So for sure, mate, that's doable. Because yeah. I'm thinking I'll have this first draft done. And then I'll start working on the proof of concept short straight away script. Yeah, good man. Yeah. You're 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 inspired and yeah. motivated by the sounds of it. Anything else you want to add? I think that's it for now. Fantastic. Alrighty, my progress yes. this week. Um, so, um, 
I've been getting more music from Federico. Yeah. Um, and he's up to the hallway scene. So he's done the opening scene. He's done the whole of the tent scene. And he's done the scene where they walk into the church. Have you heard it yet? The music? Yeah. Dude, I reckon composing is one of my favorite parts of the film. I, I have so said so that exciting. since the very start. Bro. Yeah. And seeing people's reaction to yeah, it as well. Like, it makes you emotional, bro. Because you're like, So oh. the, the music I got yesterday or the i think it was yesterday so i hadn't cried up until yesterday like yeah. we're seeing it, but everybody else had cried right <laughs> and then I, I i realized so from i showed people the tent scene and from showing people the tent scene i'm not yeah. showing anybody else anything else now yeah maybe maybe, yeah. maybe you guys no, no, that's see. okay i, I want to be surprised as well right so this music yesterday it was so like weird because it wasn't it wasn't none of these are emotional scenes yeah. that uh, that is composed yet. Yeah. It's just like the the music kind of encapsulated just how well we've fucking done with this, yeah. and it really well. It starts to feel real, and it starts to have soul, dude. That's and that's is. what it is. It's yeah. the soul, yeah. and you can I can yeah I can hear it uh, like through. Anyways, it's been fantastic hearing the music. I've had to. We've been working really well together. I think I've only ever had to do like one or two changes to one of his scenes because he just gets me straight away. And the, the the tracks are so, so amazing. And it's everything that I imagined and better, which is why another reason why I've stopped to show, like stop showing people is because everybody has their own opinion on it. Yeah. Um, and everybody has different, like yeah, even Lockie, right, who's editing it, he'll like say something about it. Um, he's not was actually good, but... But like stuff like that, where say he didn't like, and then would give me something. But at the end of the day, it's my decision. Yeah, you're the director, and exactly, it's your job to filter out. Especially, yeah, exactly, and especially when it comes to music, which is I take super fucking seriously, and it's my favorite part of this whole thing because it communicates things beyond words, and it truly does what I've received so far. So I'm really fucking happy with that at the moment. I think I said I finished the VFX last week, but that I've slotted those into the timeline on which I'm. I'm also sound designing. Um, okay. I've sound designed the whole of the tent scene, finished that last night. That took yep. me a couple of days to do. Wow. I bought... Uh, and how did you... Did you make sound effects or you sourced them? So I bought... Uh, have you heard of Artlist? Yeah. Yes. So I bought the sound effects library on Artlist, which was like 220 bucks for the whole year. I have a really extensive... Um Sound effect library. Really? I've shared it with you. Yeah. Oh, mate. Well, there you go. Well, Artlist has been fantastic as well. And uh, uh, Kieran's like captured uh, like... I don't know, like for the tent scene, fuck me, it's so like pedantic doing the footsteps. Yeah. <laughs> like especially in the sand. Um, but he, luckily he recorded like like a separate track yeah. of somebody walking, like Foley. Um, but other than that, I've been able to find what I needed and um, it definitely adds another layer to it. And yeah. especially for the scene that I was doing this morning, um, how I've done it, and I'm doing it all in Da Vinci, thank you for the recommendation. Um, but what I'm doing is I have so Kieran's um room tone, um, and then I also find an extra ambience layer because yeah. sometimes, like, for example, this one, like, it doesn't sound like London, it sounds like outside in Bondi. Yeah. So I do Kieran's one for the dialogue, and then I do an ambience track, and then I do the footsteps, and then I do the sound effects. Mm-hmm. I'm loving it. It's, it's so, so good much when you fun. Layer sound, hey, it sounds Dude, so it is so much fun. Yeah, and great. like, so like even this morning, seeing like a, a thirty second scene when they walk into the 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 church or whatever, mm. um, and seeing how much sound design does affect it and yeah. adds another layer to it. Like, I'm like playing around with like transitioning before 
between scenes. And I, I, a lot of it as well, Federico incorporates a lot of sound design in his composing, which yeah. not I, not many composers do, mm. which is why I love it so much because it makes my job so much easier as well. Yeah. Um, but like, for example, he's got like this doom, 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 that crescendos all the way in like climaxes at the end of the tent scene. And I've turned that doom, 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 which was like a bass sound mm. into a heartbeat. So that like fades into a heartbeat. Mm. And we have a silencer that like slowly fades out. And I'm just loving... Like it's it's everything that I've like thought and I'm able to do it, which I think is why I'm happy. Number one, Kieran's taking the time to do what he needs to do with yeah. his own personal life. Um, but I have like I know exactly what I want and I'm doing it and I fucking love it and it's keeping my mind busy. Yeah, because that's amazing. Man. Lo- Lockie's Lockie's a busy man, so he's not yeah. getting to everything straight away. So it's it's a lot of waiting. Um, so what I'm having to do, well, not what I'm having to do, but what I'm doing now is. Whilst I'm waiting for him, I'm doing the sound design. Um, and we're ready to color grade. I think Lockie's just going to add in the um, VFX shots. Damn, you're jumping then, ahead so quick. Yeah, we're, we're, we're proficient. Yeah, and, that's um, amazing, dude. But yeah, so that's it. The sound, the music is amazing. Um, once it's color graded, um, then I can start to share stills, which I'm really excited about. Because color grading is like almost the last step, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Uh, and then mixing. Oh, and I think I said on the podcast last week, I've been talking to Adrian, our old sound lecturer, and he's super keen so to sound Sweet. mix. So he's going to mix it all. Um, I'm a bit kind of confused at the moment with how exactly I... Because I've like done all this shit. Do I mess with the volume of the sound effects or do I leave that for the mixer like i i don't really know how the the handover process is gonna go that's what i'm like that's my lack of knowledge in the sound design department but i'm assuming he messes with it and stuff like that i because i had a lecture at my old film school mix some of my films Mm. he mixed like two of my films i think Mm -hmm. and it worked out best when i did most of the work myself yeah and that's what i think i'm gonna do and then they just come in and like master it yeah just do little tweaks and yeah stuff. that's yeah, what i think i'm gonna do i'm gonna like set all the footsteps to the yeah. same volume at the at the very end yeah um and then he doesn't really need to do but then i've also remember in two's the lesson that i added fades over sound effects and they all just like fucking got deleted when i did oh. the handover right and i have a lot of like fade ins fade outs and whatever so yeah. hopefully it doesn't get rid of it but we're all editing in the same program wait now, what so. Was there some sort of issue when I you? I don't know. I can't it? remember, but I remember that being a problem. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, and then yeah, and then fucking Taha called me uh, yeah. yesterday, gave me an update um, on what Does he's. Taha listened to this podcast. I don't know. I don't know. I'm not well, too Taha, sure. Taha, if you're listening, I just wanted to say you're very well spoken. That he podcast is. with you and Josh was yeah, amazing. Fucking, I really liked it. He's he's really one of my like best film mates now like yeah, he's, he's great fantastic. fantastic he called me yesterday just to update why we haven't been able to catch up in the last couple of weeks fuck mm. me he's been on a journey these last couple of weeks yeah i can't say anything but that's all right um that's for me to tell but we got a session booked next week for to continue on with uh the film which i accidentally <laughs> said yes last week but um we're continuing on that next week so great that has been my progress um i don't think there's anything else but Let's go into the last segment. Alrighty, guys, we have reached the last segment, which is in progress <laughs> to get a new name because we don't know science and <laughs> we don't. Continued. We've been calling it the dependent variable, and then it's we changed it to the independent variable, and then apparently that was wrong, but apparently it was right. Um, and yeah, we'll figure something out. If Sarah guys- even said to me that the depend 
the independent variable was right, which is what you said as well. Okay. Right? Well, if yeah. you guys have any suggestions for the last segment. Call this segment, or if you like it how it is, just let us know. Yeah, but it, this change, this topic change, seg, seg, this segment, what m- malfunction? Um, this segment changes each week, which yes. is why we tried to call it the variable in a science experiment that changes. But you know, oh well. Um, this week, Dan, in light of me, brother, what are we doing? We're talking about films that haven't aged well or mm. films that we liked as a child that we no longer like. Fantastic. Do you want to start or me? Um, I feel like we can just go back and forth. Sure. Like maybe one at a time kind of thing. I, I couldn't say. This is my, yeah. my biggest one. Yeah. Uh, M. Night Shyamalan's Avatar The Last Airbender. Ooh, okay. I never actually watched that, but I heard- What? I heard how bad it was. Shit, man. So enlighten me. Why, what's so bad about it? Oh gosh, I love, see, I loved the anime, or sorry, not anime because it's not an actual anime, but I loved the animation as a kid, man. Like I frothed it. That was like, that was my shit like growing up. And I think just seeing it in live action as a kid, I was very mesmerized by it. I'm like, whoa, it's real. And I remember thinking that I could airbend as a kid. Every time the wind changed and I was doing these little actions, the wind changed, I looked to my brother and be like, that's me. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, would. I can only do it yeah. at certain times. I can but. only do it. And bro, it would just coincidentally change yeah. when I'm doing this. And I'm like, it's me. I'm like, I remember being in the pool once with my brother. Yeah. And I was doing it. And the wind changed. I'm like, that's me. And he's like, whoa. And I'm like, you can't tell anybody. <laughs> like, it's, it's a secret. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but like, shit like that. I went that through is, the same thing. Yeah, yeah. That, 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 like, that, the animation had an influence on me. And then when seeing it in real life, I was just mesmerized. And now watching yeah. it back, it is just fucking shocking. Like, yeah. the dialogue is terrible. Yeah. The acting is terrible. The, the VFX hold up. I've seen some of the VFX that look cool, like that part with the big water ball. Yeah, it? exactly. Looks cool. It looks cool yeah. and it does well. It's just, um, yeah, that acting is just, and they call him like, Ung. Oh, they get it wrong. Instead of Ang. <laughs> and it's like, bro, you're butchering the whole like, yeah, like source material. Yeah, the source material is right there. How yeah. can you butcher the <laughs> fucking name? Yeah. And like, they go in and out of accents and shit like that. And yeah, yeah I, right. I don't know. It's just a shit show. Hopefully they, yeah. they do it better in um the live action Netflix. Yeah, series they I got think it will up. be better. The casting looks good. They really yeah. The casting did right. you see the set photos as well? Like the no, photos that they did release? Does it look good? Yeah, it does look good. Okay. I, don't know. I never, I haven't watched the show. I've heard it's very good. You what? <laughs> Bro, you've never watched the show. Nah. And well, I mean, no shit. You haven't seen the movie then. Yeah. See, that's what it that's the I, I did see that yeah by vanity um but yeah so that's is my it, first did one did you like the show is it a good show? is it one of the best shows ever yeah i think it's it was it's definitely the best animation yeah, ever okay. one um, day i'll get around to it yeah well that day should be soon my friend yeah there's um, so much to watch there is number three of my all-time shows Oh, it's number three. Yeah. Right. Okay. It is my hair getting caught in the microphone that's hurting me. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you I good. will stop doing that. Um, but yes, your turn. Okay. Um, I mentioned this before, Star Wars Episode 2. Right, I mean, Attack as, of the Clones. Yeah, I mean, I guess the Star Wars prequels as a whole I loved as a kid. Yeah. Episode 3 still holds up. You know what I don't like about the Star Wars movies? What? Politics. Like, they actually, me neither. They do this in all of them. But um, whenever something exciting is happening, they cut back and forth between d- 
different things happening. Yeah. And there's okay. always one that's less exciting than the other. Mm. Give us an example. Um, well, they do it in episode three a lot, but it works because like the events happening are equally exciting. Okay. Like you have when um, Yoda's fighting the Emperor and I think that's cut in between another fight that's happening mm. at the same time. They did the whole Order 66 thing and they cut between like... That's more a montage. Yeah, that's different. yeah. That's but I'm true. saying like there's two different things happening at once. And yeah. in the sequels, like I remember in The Last Jedi, they had, um, I think it's like Finn on the ship when they take him hostage and then yeah. that's cut between like Kylo and Rey or something. Yeah. Something else happening. Like the two different storylines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's always one that's like less interesting. And it's like, oh, hurry up, yeah, get, back yeah, to yeah. The, get back to the good one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Fair enough. So that doesn't, I'm, uh, to be fair, I don't think Attack of the Clones no, ever stood up. Yeah, no, it's just a long movie. Um, the CGI is pretty bad. Yeah, Fa- Phantom Menace is not good either, but there are some redeeming qualities about it. I like the Phantom it. Menace. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, the, the lightsaber fight at the end is pretty great. Yeah. I was thinking about lightsaber fights in, in general oh, in yeah. movies, right? Yeah, okay. Like, I was comparing the, the originals, the prequels, and then the sequels. Okay. I still don't think they've jun- done justice in live action to what a lightsaber fight could I be. I don't right? think so either. So I think that's a very good point. The originals are quite slow and it works for the story because it's like it's more about the meaning of the conflict rather than flashy moves yeah like obi-wan and darth vader's uh yeah it's just in episode uh <laughs> yeah but then an em- empire as well it's a little better but it's still quite slow but it's yeah, more about yeah. like just showing a cool way of these two characters in conflict right yeah it's nothing flashy mm-hmm. so it could be visually more interesting 100%. then in the prequels you have these flashy lightsaber fights where it's just, it's too much. They're jumping around doing backflips and stuff and it's too much about how many acrobatic moves yeah, it was we more stuff and it's less can, yeah. substance. Yeah. And then I think in the sequels, they tried to go back to what the original originals were and it was just... So you reckon a good really balance between me. acrobatics and... Th- yeah, you want to show that the Jedi are skilled. Yeah. But you still want that story substance. Cool. And I think there's one, there's a cutscene from, I don't know if you've seen it from the old Republic. They released like a couple trailers with like c- cinematic trailers. Yes. And there's a few that they've done like these lightsaber fights that mm. really, that do that. Like they show the, the, the Jedi and the Sith fighting. Nice. You see like how good they are, but it has that depth, like that yeah. story depth. I will have like to read what like is one of the I'll send it to you. I'll send it to you. Is oh, re- no, it's a few years old no, now. A few years old, okay. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Um, but yeah, like that just, I feel like we really, it disappoints me because whenever I see something new, like Ahsoka's coming out soon, oh, and I'm fuck, like- Fuck, I can't wait next week. Okay, bro. it looks good, but I'm like, they're not going to do the lightsaber fights the way I want to see it. Have them. you seen Rebels, but- No. Have Were you seen they the good Clone Wars? No. And you're going to watch Ahsoka? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> Oh God, Lockie's gonna rip <laughs> you apart when he reads it. Lockie, tell me. Oh my gosh, I watched all the Ahsoka. I did like a whole binge not too long ago, like all the Ahsoka essential episodes from the Clone Wars, and then I watched all the Rebels. Yeah. But it's basically a Rebel season four. You're not gonna understand. Who cares? It's Rebels is very good, but okay, it holds up. All right, maybe I'll watch it. Just watch Do Rebels. I, okay, can I just Clone watch? Wars. Okay. Yeah, yeah. How how many episodes are there? Uh, it's only four seasons. Is like. 26 episodes but they're oh. like but they're 20 minutes each okay such a commitment I know but you're not gonna understand or like the whole thing's gonna be about bro the, the, 
Bro, they got fucking what's his name? Blueface. What's his fucking Thrawn. Thrawn. Yeah, I know. And he was the main villain. You're not gonna understand anything. To be fair, which is I don't really like that how they expect that you watch uh, like previous shit, but yeah. you know, it is what it is. Okay. Uh yeah, Space Jam. Wait, what? Space Jam. That's one of your examples. Yeah, I mean, to be fair, I think that's just got to do with the CGI. Mm. And like back in the day, you know, seeing your face. I mean, I watched Looney Tunes as a kid growing mm. up and seeing them. Also, first of all, is it Looney Tunes or Looney Tunes? Because, hey, don't people know. don't always remember the, the. It's like the butterfly, the Mandela effect. Yeah. What's well, also like, is it Dune or June? Because I call it Dune. No, nah, I think that's just a thing of pronunciation. Yeah, exactly. That's what it is. Fair enough. Yeah, but some people think it's T-U-N-E-S or T-O-O-N-S. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, think yeah. it, I feel like it's O-O. You would think that, but I don't think it is. Really? Yeah, people let me just search thought it, it was. Right. Looney Tunes. Notes. Looney Tunes. Like T-U-N-E-S. Yeah. Oh, true. C. <laughs> C. Um, but yeah, anyway, Space Jam, I think yeah, it's just due to the CGI and stuff too. Yeah. I haven't watched it for a while, but like, that's yeah. something that I just don't think would hold up and especially how they butchered the sequel. Um, what about you? What's your next one? Um, oh, I, I'm yet, I need to do another rewatch of this series, but yep. the Harry Potter films, like they're good films, but the acting is not. Yeah. <laughs> what like, the fuck? No, it's still good, but I was watching some clips back and the, the acting of the okay, kids isn't very for good. For the first one. Yeah. Yeah. No, but even like the first two or three. I need to rewatch them again, but I was watching a couple of clips. Even from like Prisoner of Askimel, I was like, this is not great. And some of the VFX aren't too great. Yeah. I mean, the I'm just saying, I'm not saying they're bad movies. I'm saying they don't hold okay, up in yeah. certain aspects. <laughs> Uh, to be fair, most CGI heavy shit from back in the day it doesn't hold. Yeah, up, but you don't notice bad acting when you're a kid either. Yeah, yeah. Because like I, I'd, I'd yeah. heard people, and there's other things as well, like the chemistry between Harry and Ginny is just not yeah. good. Yeah. Nothing. Well, they but didn't really have a lot. Of, yeah. Anyways, you don't, you yeah. don't notice that stuff when you're a kid, though. Yeah, no, <laughs> fuck. You, you, you make fair points, brother. Yeah. What? So. What? Have you recently watched them all? No. But I I was just watching clips from them recently. Right, okay. I was like, I need to rewatch this series. They're good. Like, uh, Ron's good. Anyways, that's yeah. the point. Um, Ghostbusters? Okay. Not as good as I thought it was back in the day. Yeah. Um, I thought it was fantastic back in the day. I didn't watch it as earlier as I am talking like, but like, I just, I tried to rewatch it to get ready for the new one, but it just, it wasn't good. It's as simple as that. It wasn't good. Like the script, I don't know. I find it hard that some movies from like prior to the two thousands hold up pretty well. You don't like uh, old movies, though. Well, Let's like just put that on the record. Well, I do like some. I just haven't found. What's some an old movie though. that you like? singing in the rain? I find that holds up oh, yeah, so fine. well, and What's, I find that's sixty five or whatever. Do you like any movies from like the eighties or anything like that? Uh, name me some. Uh, taxi driver comes to mind. I, I think that's nineties actually. Uh, Fifty two singing in the rain is nineteen fifty two, and that holds okay. up fucking amazingly. But anything between like the sixties and nineties that you like that I like, um, I'd have to check my list. Not yeah, off the okay. top of my head. I'm I'm sure I have something like, um, in the eighties uh, or nineties. I'm sure you have. You have to. Um, There's got to be some older movies you like. Did you ever watch The Godfather? <laughs> yeah, I hate it. <laughs> Fucking terrible movie. 
I, I like like the early two thousands, like Lord of the Rings, Tom yeah. Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, Glorious Bus. That's not old. Um, no, I just don't connect with um the the usual suspects. I, mean, that's I would suggest watching Taxi Driver. Okay, I was actually surprised at how contemporary it feels, or how modern it feels, rather. Okay, I will. I will. I know. Um, who likes Taxi Driver? I think it's Lexi. Mm. Oh, it's Scorsese. I'm not a big Scorsese. Just, just it's it's different. It's okay, different. Just all right, watch all it. right. I'll give that a watch. Um, but yeah, no. Um, what was I saying? Um, the Ghostbusters. Yeah, yeah. Just I don't know. I, I it takes a very rare movie to hold up from back in the day, and I feel like a lot. And I this might ruffle a few feathers, but I feel like people are just attached to the nostalgia of olden day movies. They just they're not really. I would great. agree with that. Um, and there's also a difference between, well, it depends how many times you've seen things, but like, say you watch an old movie once and then yeah. you watch it a second time, it might not be as good. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And th- there was one more point. I think it's, okay, people need to forget about the nostalgia aspect and yeah. also forget about that, like, you know, these movies are the classics. Like, they are where films started. Yeah. That doesn't make them a good movie. It makes it a starting point. Yeah. And I know that might ruffle a few feathers, but, like, it, it, like that's just yeah. how I that's No, that, how that's I totally fair. I th- yeah, because certain ideas don't become the best until they're expanded upon and, like, exactly, refined. Man. Yeah. I think another thing is that certain movies remind people of a... Of a time in, time their, in their life, life. Yeah. Again it's personal And that's what That's a beautiful thing About music yeah. They're all subjective Same as music yeah. Exactly 100% Alright what's next for you Um, oh, We can't have this chat Without mentioning Sharkboy in love with Oh bro <laughs> Holy shit Everyone loved that movie As a kid Dude It is a terrible Oh my god I did not <laughs> think of that That yeah. is so true Yeah the CGI is terrible The plot is nonsensical and Spy Kids, it's like similar yeah, to that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I actually that on my think list, Spy Kids is a bit better. Yeah, Shark Boy and Lover Girl. Yeah, bloody hell, that's stuff summer, eh? Yeah, fair enough. What just the CGI doesn't? Yeah, no, that's fair. What happened to the? Because I know Taylor Lautner went on to do Twilight. Twilight. What happened to the girl? Did she do um, anything else? She's that? yeah, she was in Spy Kids. Okay, did she do anything after that? She. Oh wait, was she in Spy Kids? Yeah, her name's um. Wait. I might be butchering it, boy. And I know who she's married to. Did you ever watch oh. Big T- Big Time Rush? No, no. Sorry, wrong person. I've Ooh. got this totally wrong. Never fucking mind. I, I'm just <laughs> <laughs> fucking up. I put my hands up here. I was oh. thinking about the girl from Spy Kids. Oh, not, different. Okay, not see, this one. Um, has she done anything? Mm, let's see. <laughs> You're gonna tell me if you've heard of these movies, all right? Um. Didn't they make the a follow-up to Sharkboy and Lava Girl? Robert Rodriguez. Yeah, made we can be heroes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the characters return. I think. Oh my god, she's done nothing. So since wow. the Adventures of Sharkboy and Lava Girl 3D, um, yeah, she's that done was sick. Apology, Monster Night, White Paddy, House, um, Hell Mountain, and We Can Be Heroes. She must have gone on to do something else. Yeah, right. Yeah, no. Fair enough, mate. Well, Ruined her career. Taylor Dooley. Unlucky, mate. Um, Grease. Mm. I, oh, not good. I haven't seen it. I, it's it's like one of those movies. It's not bad at what? <laughs> what? You haven't seen Grease? I just said that, yeah. Oh, is that what you were doing? Not what I was saying. She's looking at me because ah, right. I said I didn't see Grease. Yeah, no, fair enough. What? It's, 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 I, it's not a bad movie. It just doesn't hold up. Like, it's your, your classical, like, 
you know, musical back in the day, but uh, musicals back in the days, I was about to say is very like over, like over the top, but all musicals are. Yeah. It's good. It's just not great. Mm. I just don't think holds up and I'm probably going to get fucking destroyed for that as well. Um, just another controversial opinion to uh, add to the list, Josh. Sorry, mate. These are going to haunt me. Like I love it. When, I get, when it comes back to me. I love I'm it. Fucking, I'm probably going to get a chance to work with Gal Gadot, so I'm just going <laughs> to dig my <laughs> comment from earlier in the episode. <laughs> oh, gosh. All right. Well, do you have any more? No. I tried to watch Keaton's Batman not too long ago. Couldn't oh, yeah. get through it. No. Just, just, it's so like, I don't know, slapstick mm. humor and the fighting feels like a cartoon. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like those. That's the thing. Like movies happens. are made in a time period and it, I'm it's sure it suitable good. in that time period. Yeah. And then 20 years later you look and you're like. Oh. Yeah, exactly. I even, I, I felt that when watching Mission Impossible 3, I was like, this feels three very. Three or two. Three. Three, yeah. I was like, this feels very 2005. Yes. Very Michael, like Michael Bay-esque. Yeah, 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 yeah. A lot of Dutch angles. All the crushed blacks, the orange yeah. and teal. Like all that yeah, color. the orange and fucking yeah. orange and teal. Yeah. I remember when that was the shit. Yeah. Um, and like like the fighting, uh, Austin mentioned it in Mission Impossible was it 2. And now in Australia. Oh, the slow motion. The sl- yeah, that was. Don't even give me that. Um, but yeah, I think, I think we've basically gone through everything, Dan. Anything else to add, my friend? I'm good. What about you, Josh? You got anything else to contribute? To this uh, I don't think so. No, I think I might share some music soon to um, the chat, the chat, the Osmar group, so they can get a okay. little idea of what's going on. Um, That'd be nice. Yeah, but I might show you something after this. We'll see. Okay. Oh, exactly. you know what? I will show you something. Okay. After this. Uh, but anyways, what are we gonna do then? We're going to tie a little bow in this episode. Nice. And we're going to end this right here. You can find us at the pre-production meeting on YouTube, Spotify, wherever you find your podcast and pre-prod pod on Insta and TikTok. Please rate us five out of five stars because it helps with the algorithm, gets our name out there. And uh, yeah, all that jazz. But Dan, we'll see you next week, my friend. Thank you, Joshua. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you for listening. And we'll see you next week. Peace. Bye.